from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of August 24th, 2011 from Orlando, Florida. I am your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Walter Eccles, Kathy Whirling, Teresa Eccles, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Max the Intern, back in the peanut gallery. In this segment, we are going to discuss the trip to Alaska that Walter and I just got back from on... uh, Disney Cruise Line. Um, we were actually supposed to do this trip uh, early uh, early in May, one of the first sailings. But I really wanted to do the Adventures by Disney add-on, and it was canceled because it wasn't enough. The ABD add-on was canceled because there wasn't enough people uh, on that particular sailing. One of the problems is is that Adventures by Disney announces this stuff too late, and people don't have really you know. The, these are expensive add-ons. These add-ons are almost as much, if not more, than the cruise itself. So, you know, people need time to plan for that. They can't do it five months out, and that's unfortunately what ABD has a bad habit of doing. So um, so we decided to move it to August so that we could experience the, uh, uh, the Adventures by Disney add-on. And uh, this is uh, a first cruise to Alaska for both Walter and I. And I will say that he was looking forward to it far more than I was. Not that I wasn't looking forward to it, but Alaska never held any great appeal for me. Well, we had done Tropical to Death, and some of the uh, books I've seen that people come back with from cruises to Alaska made it look so interesting and so different than anything we've ever done. So I was really looking forward to that. Well, you know, again, it comes back to the difference between Walter and I being, you know, he's nature boy, I'm not. And, uh, you know, I did, I definitely did learn from Southwest Splendors that uh, uh, the... Um, Nature not so scary. Well, but the, you know, it's beautiful to look at, you know, and I can appreciate it on a level that I didn't think that I could. So, you know, I figured, okay, that would be this. Although looking at the itinerary for this particular adventure... It does seem a little robust for what I would expect. It's a lot more engagement with nature than, than you know, passively looking at it. So I, you know, none of this had me particularly excited. Um, you know, I'm excited about the London Paris trip. Now, now, now you're talking my speed. You're talking Europe. You're talking London. You're talking Paris. But most of all, you're talking Disneyland Paris. And that's something that, you know, I'm really excited about. But I try as much as I can. I'm really bad. We don't travel. Very rarely do Walter and I travel for ourselves. Travel is related to the business. And this was something that really uh, I wanted to cover. Um, And I try and find things, you know, I I, I look for opportunities for us to cover things that he will really enjoy. Because so much of what we do is around, you know, stuff that, you know, maybe he's not as interested in. It's funny you should say that. I thought about that recently. I don't know the last time you and I went on a vacation that wasn't, Business related, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. No, right? No, absolutely. To do some really I hear cool things. Absolutely, right. and right, you know, right. I I try and temper that 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 comment with the fact that look, it's really cool, and we have a great time, and we love doing it. There's a lot of work that goes into covering this, and when you see the blog, and the videos, and the photo galleries, 
Um, this was all, for the most part, put together while we were on the trip. Really difficult to do, especially if you have any experience doing an Adventures by Disney trip. These are really active days. So getting writing done and getting editing done and stuff like that with, you know, in, in real time is kind of tough. Um, but because of the, the how close this Alaska trip and the Europe trip are to each other, I had no choice. I knew I wouldn't be able to get it done in the in the span of time after getting home. So, you know, we do do a lot of work on these on, on these uh, on these trips. So, with that said, we left from Los Angeles and our backstage magic tour, and headed to Vancouver, which is an absolutely gorgeous city, mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. Um, we weren't there very long. We were supposed to be there for three or four days, right? But uh, because of um, we didn't get to spend as many days there as we had originally planned, because one of our uh, one of our guests had gotten ill on the backstage magic tour, and we stayed extra days to make sure that they were they were okay. And uh, if you happen to be in Vancouver, I'm not going to go into a lot on Vancouver, but if you happen to be in Vancouver, the Wedgwood Hotel and Spa. Wow, what a find this hotel was. All the hotels Disney was recommending for this cruise were four and five hundred dollars a night for for a regular hotel room. We got a one bedroom suite, a beautiful about seven seven or eight hundred square feet one bedroom suite for like three fifty a night, mm. and it was gorgeous. And this is a lovely boutique hotel. Um, it's part of the Relais and Chateau chain, which I'd never heard of before. But apparently they're a fairly large chain. And just a gorgeous hotel. Wonderful restaurant. The service was impeccable. I've never had service like that before. It, the service all over the hotel. I mean, really, it was amazing. So, Can I make a comment about hotels real quick, not to change the subject? Disney Cruise Line is doing the same thing for their New York sailings. They've, done, they've uh, got pre- and post-nights at hotels. And the hotels they've picked are ridiculously expensive. Ooh. Yeah, and we know you can get hotels much cheaper. Very nice hotels. We're so. talking about a four hundred or five hundred dollar a night hotel room in in the middle of New York. And yeah, you know, I'll tell you, you want to know a great hotel in New York to stay in um, if you don't want to spend a fortune, but you want someplace decent. The Wellington, the Wellington on the Upper East Side. It's I think a block from uh, Radio City Music Hall, very close to across the street street from the Carnegie Deli. Um, I stayed there a few years ago when I was in New York visiting friends. Um, and it's it's a lovely old hotel. It's an older hotel, definitely an older hotel. And I think this connects in that if you do a little research on your own and you do, just don't go with what Disney Cruise Line says, you can find some great trip advisor, folks. Trip advisor. We also have the resource of the Diz Unplugged board, which is a great way to get some information. I know when people were planning trips to New York, one of our listeners, Amy in New York, room three seventeen was great help in finding people. She lives in Manhattan. Great help in finding uh, really nice hotels at a much less expensive rate than what was being offered. So before you just jump into one of these Disney Cruise Line things, a great resource for people is to see if we have any listeners in that area who could offer you firsthand advice. And the other thing to keep in mind, though, is that if you're going to do Disney transfers to the port, you must be staying in one of their approved hotels. They will not do transfers from just any hotel. You've got to be staying. Now, one of the approved hotels that Disney had on this trip was the, uh, the Fairmont at Vancouver Airport, 
which we'll get to a little later on. Lovely, lovely, lovely hotel. It is actually rated the number one airport hotel in North America and number five in the world. And it's a Fairmont, and the Fairmont's beautiful. We were, we were at a Fairmont for our lunch in Monte Carlo. Monaco, yeah. The No, you can't eat that lunch, as I have come to call it. Um, nothing for you lunch. Yeah, the nothing for me lunch. Beautiful hotel, though. Gorgeous hotel. <laughs> so um, I don't want to do a blow-by-blow. Blow. I've got a lot of detail in the blog, and the blog is uh, the first day of the blog goes up with this show. Um, and then uh, each day afterwards, uh, another blog entry goes up. So I'll leave the, the, the big details or some of, the, some of those details to, to the blog. I want to talk about some of the, the highlights of the trip. Um, and the first highlight I want to talk about is uh, Tracy Armfjord, which is technically the first stop on this trip. Now, this trip is a little bit unusual in that really and truly the first two days of the sailing are sea days. The first day is a regular sea day. The second day, it lists Tracy Armfjord. Um, I thought that was a port. It's not. It's a glacier. So you, we drive to the glacier, but we're, you never get off the ship. So technically, it's a sea day with like really impressive scenery. That's yeah, what I was going to ask you. So you, it, it's a sea day, but you're not out to the open sea where there's nothing around you. You're seeing no, you're in between time. mountains with icebergs. Well, that's because we were we for from Vancouver. You take you go through the inside passage, which is very scenic. Um, so it's more like a waterway that you're going oh. up the entire time. I mean, it's still a lot of water. I mean, it's but big. you can see land on both. Oh sides. yeah, land on both sides. Oh, okay. I mean, beautiful. I mean, mountains, plants, waterfalls. That first sea day. That first sea day. Sitting out on the balcony was like watching a movie that you can't turn away from. This is one trip where you really would want an, a balcony stateroom. Balconies on this on this sailing is a must. Are a must. Are an absolute must. You couldn't help yourself even if you were doing something else you caught yourself staring out the window. But even even like in the like you know going to going for breakfast at at, at Triton's um, you 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 you're sitting there having breakfast, and then you glance out the window, and there—I mean, it was gorgeous. Mm. It was absolutely gorgeous. The scenery that was going by at every, at the entire time. This was not like a couple of days. It was like this every single day. It was like this. Was it all wilderness, or was there like little villages? Or um, for the most part, no. I would say villages. Yeah. Well, little villages every so often, but, but for the most part, no. It was all wilderness, land. natural beauty, all natural, un- unspoiled, right. completely unspoiled. Wow. No. No houses, no refineries, no sign that anyone has ever been there. That's how I like to visit nature. And this is Canada, right? From a luxury at this life. point. Well, at this point, it's Canada. Yes, the first yeah. day you're in Canada, uh, going up the Inside Passage. Now, let me ask you a question: Is there a, is there a difference on the side of the ship? If one, did one side have a better view than the other? Um, if you are doing the Inside Passage, going to Tracy Armfjord, you definitely want to be on the starboard side, and I'll get to that in a second. But. Uh, so yeah, the, the scenery is amazing. Um, now, as you're going up to Tracy Armfjord, um, like the day that that day when we woke up, it was like being in a Tim Burton movie. Everything was gray. The sky was gray. The cloud ceiling was very, very low. Very low. Like but this was a common. We found this to be common throughout throughout Alaska. This very, really low cloud ceiling. 
Um, the water was kind of gray. The mountains even looked gray. It was so creepy. It was well. It it it's in describing it. It sounds creepy. It, it was actually gorgeous. The I mean, Hound of the Baskervilles or something. Just um, but, but you saw mountains and you would see you know the gray. You would see the clouds and then the mountain would continue. So there was just very low yeah, clouds. Yeah, I mean everywhere. it was. But then as you as you're going, all of a sudden, I was struck by the only patch of color. This ice blue glacier mm-hmm. or iceberg actually that was floating in the water there's all this gray and then this incredible brilliant blue, blue gla- uh, iceberg i don't like, know what how the- big are we talking here oh we're talking about you know it wasn't i mean maybe it was the size of a car yeah the size of my truck i was gonna that's say. what you um, could see though that's what you could see yeah and <sighs> apparently i don't know apparently they can drive through these things because we did drive through them um, I was a little surprised, yeah. You know, but these were all, and it's it starts with that, and then as you're getting closer to the glacier, you start seeing more of them, and then the water turns from this like kind of murky gray to this almost Caribbean blue, but it's not Caribbean blue. It's like a it's because of minerals in the water. Yeah. How big a time frame are we talking here? This is over the course. This is over. This is over the course of this is over the course of about four hours. Um, And so it's kind of like this evolution. You start with this gray. And I think that just happened to be the weather on that particular day. But it started out gray. And then you had the introduction of color. I almost likened it to the movie Pleasantville. Oh, I love Pleasantville. Where it all starts in black and white. And then there are little bits of color. And then at the end of the movie, everything's in color. And that's kind of what this was. Because as we got further up, the gray started peeling away. And you started seeing the green of the mountains, of the trees, the blue in the water, the ice blue glaciers. Oh. And as we went further up and got closer to the glacier, we started coming through an ice field. I mean, there was just ice all over. Was it cold? Vesbergs. Oh, yeah, it was cold. Extremely cold. And so, it w- some, a couple of points, it was raining. So if you're up on top of the ship, it was, it was quite cool. And this is where it really mattered, having a starboard side stateroom with a balcony. For a lot of people, they were up on deck. Between the wind and the rain and the fact that you're in a place where glaciers live, it's cold. But on your balcony, I mean, it's still cold, but you're protected on three sides. And so you're kind of, you know, you're kind of buffered from that. And people up on deck were like pushing and it was, shoving. It was maddening because we got to the glacier, so everybody runs to the front of the ship. Absolutely everybody. Oh, so you're there, and you would think, you know, walk up, take a picture, step back. No, no. Once they got there, they weren't moving. So I got there, and I'm trying to take pictures over people's heads and stuff like that. And then I'm like, it started raining. I'm like, you know, I'm going back to the uh, to the room. Once I got to the room, I had much better pictures. Yeah, it was Did much. Did you guys easier. see the video of the glacier calving that's been on our website? Yes, it, yes. Where the woman got her leg broken. Huh? Yeah, there's a video and w- the, of a really big chunk of the iceberg or the glacier calving off, and there's a YouTube video of it. And I showed it to these guys last week. You can actually how did she get her leg broken? A piece of ice flew from the glacier and hit her. And it was horrible. He, no, we didn't I can see show, that. I can, you can slow the video down and see it coming at you. Well, I, wow. I don't know how they were that. Cl- I mean, we no, were. No, it's an excursion. So they were on a smaller boat. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, this okay. Is, okay. okay. Yeah, okay. okay. This is That's not the glacier we were near. Um, we were near a different glacier. This is like was, an excursion, was, smaller boat, smaller pe- uh, less right. people. Okay. It's not like a cruise ship was there in the, the iceberg. No, that's, this is, um, like, like I said, no one gets off the ship at Tracy Arm. 
And we were actually the sailing that got the closest to it. Normally, they don't get that close. Oh, wow. Um, it was exciting. It, was, it, it, was. it all depends on the weather and the conditions in the water. The captain makes a judgment call as to how close he feels he can get. And I'm telling you, we were, we were very close to this glacier. Now, you know, in my mind, I hear glacier and I think Titanic. Yeah, you yeah know? that's where I'm going. And that's not. Those are icebergs. Those are icebergs. Glaciers are massive. It's like land. Right. It's like, it's like ice, land made of ice. They sit between two mountains and kind of fill it in. Um, and so you got a mountain here and a mountain here and then a glacier in between them. And this glacier can be 20 miles long and 10 miles deep or whatever they are. Not and the pressure deep. makes the water blue. It makes the ice blue, bright blue. Right. It's that, it's that, that, that pressure at, at that temperature is what makes it this mm. just incredible blue. Did they know? say, uh, this is really doesn't matter, but how old these things are? I mean, these I are tens old. of thousands they're of years like, old. Yeah, yeah. old I mean, chunks of ice. These things have been around since the last ice age. I, these are the reason why we have oceans and lakes and right. things like that. So, and and is, oh, so yeah, even while we were there at Tracy Fjord, we saw parts of it cheering off. Really? Um, no, also, an, another thing that would be good is good binoculars or a camera with a good zoom. Because you, a lot of people were taking some really good pictures of uh, seals, which we couldn't see from where we were. And and I, on the way in at the port, they were selling binoculars. And I said to him, let's get a pair of binoculars. No, we've got the ones Adventures by Disney gave us. I said, those are really cheap. I mean, they're very nice that they give you the binoculars, but it's really not designed for this. No, no, we don't need it. We don't need it, you know, because he doesn't want to spend any money. So we're there, like, you know, looking at all this stuff. And he's got the little, you know... Cracker Jack box binoculars out and I said let's go to the store because they were selling them on the ship let's go to the store and buy a pair like you're going to see this a lot better if you have real binoculars so he finally agrees to go down and what was really cool was they let us take four pair of binoculars out onto the deck and try them all out. Oh, oh really? yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. To see which ones. Well, yeah. Some of them were $450. From the store? Yeah. yeah. On well, the ship? Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? Yeah. The guy yeah. went with us. The yeah. guy went with us. But, really? Take him and run. But really, where are you going to go? This video, by the way, is Tracy Armfjord. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there was, I'll tell you, there was no excursion. It was before, I don't know then. what it was, but there was no excursions. It was only like available. there was two cruise ships there that day, and that was the only thing that was close. And there I was no. D- Disney Cruise Line. Disney Cruise Line does not do excursions at, at Tracy Armfjord. So I, you know, just out of curiosity, on on board when all this is going on, like is the pool open or is it closed? Sure. No, or yeah, is so people open. are swimming. No, oddly enough, I mean, okay, now I can the, see being in the hot tub. The pool is heated. It's not that much different than the hot tub. The pool was very hot, but not many people are out. Um, some people would venture into the hot tub, but for the most part. It was kind of empty. There was more people yeah. in the kids' pools because kids would swim anywhere. They don't care. Yeah. Yeah, that's but the I adult, wondered how that would go. The uh, adult area, empty. Pretty much empty. You'd be warm in the water. It's that getting out. And right. Yeah, really. I, yeah, I brought a robe. I was ready. Thank you for ready. Bring it on. So did you buy binoculars? We did. Yeah, we did eventually. Um, did, we, we got binoculars. And it really made a huge difference. I mean, because you really could see so much more. But as you're going, if you're looking out of the stateroom, you can't help but see at least birds, all different kinds of birds everywhere. I mean, just you, you could see wildlife. I mean, you could see something if you're looking around. You could always see something. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. The, the amount of wildlife you see, uh, just on the first sea day, um, we saw there was a pod of dolphins next to the boat. And I was talking about this. By, I'm not talking about two or three. I'm talking about 20, 20. 30. Yeah. Wow. They just kept swimming with us. 
and then um, some people saw orcas. We didn't see them. Yeah, we did. Um, oh, we well, we saw a whale. We were uh, right. they were doing a pre- Adventures by Disney had two people from the Park Service uh, doing a, a talk for us uh, in Cadillac Lounge, and um, in the middle of their talk, somebody like screams out "whale," and we all go running <laughs> for the windows. Yeah, so that's exactly. pretty much what it was. Yeah. And I, I got video of it. I got video of it. You see it come up, and then you see the, the tail. tail come up. It's really mm. cool. Um, so that's just in the first in the in the first couple of days. Another thing I saw the morning that we were going to Tracy Arm Fjord, I think it was, um, as I was out on the on the balcony, there was this bird flying with the ship. Now I know that doesn't sound like too impressive, but it just struck me as so wild that this bird I mean because it was like for like a half an hour this bird just kept pace with the ship I mean it was a and we were moving I mean it wasn't like we were going slow we, we were hauling and this bird's going and going and going and going and I'm like how weird is that that this bird is just like you know because like you know the, the, the dolphins swim with the ship and now the birds are flying with the ship the, the I, ship creates certain drafts and certain, certain drags and I but think in that all it, the times I've been sailing I have never seen that I have never seen a bird keep up with the ship like that it was so I think because we were very close to land right it could do that and normally we're out in the middle of the ocean. And what birds. kind of bird was it? Oh, how the hell do I know? I don't know. I mean, was it big or was it like a? And was it a bird thing that was a size? No, like it a was. A, it was like I would say seagull size. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, but I, I don't know. It may have been a and seagull. I don't know what it was. I mean, it wasn't like you said. Oh, look, there's an eagle. Or no, no, it no, wasn't. No, no, it wasn't like, oh my god, that would that would have been freaky. They were pointing out eagles when we were at the glacier, but um, you had to have good. Binoculars or, or a periscope mm. or something because we couldn't see them from where we were. Periscope. Now that night was also our uh, was formal night and it was our Palo dinner with our Adventures by Disney guys, and uh, you know we have the private dining room in the back, and this was the first time in my life I have ever had to send food back at Palo, hmm. not once, mm. not twice, not twice. But three times. Wow, what happened? I ordered a steak, and I ordered my steak medium. And what came out to me was a blood rare steak. It was rare. And the but second each, time, each it, time, the second time it came back, the waiter said, "You know, the kitchen is saying that this is medium rare, or, or this is medium." I said, "Maybe it's medium in Czechoslovakia, where he's from, <laughs> but it's not medium here. That's not a medium steak. A medium steak doesn't bleed like that." Send it back and tell him I want it done medium. The third time it came out, it was even worse. And I was pissed because this was arrogance. This was the chef saying, this is a medium steak. Well, okay, we may have to agree to disagree on what a medium steak is, but clearly I'm telling you I want this cooked more. Right. So instead of sending me the same thing three times, cook the damn steak more. Humor him. And he didn't. And at this point now, after the third time of sending it back, obviously everybody else at the table was done. And I said to the waiter, I said, send it back. I don't want anything. I'll order room service when I get to my room. Um, because now everybody else is waiting for dinner or for, for dessert. I wasn't going to make these people wait for me. I've been in that situation to have dinner. you send something back and you think, I might as well just not eat. Exactly. Because everyone else is done. I don't want to eat well, an entree when you're having dessert. I was pissed. I mean, I was like, my face was red. I was pissed. And then a few minutes later, in walks the chef with another filet. And I stopped him in his tracks. And I said, if you couldn't cook the first three, 
I don't want to see what you do with the fourth. Turn around and take it out. I said to this guy, I didn't want another one. I don't know what you're doing here with this. Take it out. Dismissed him. Told him. I just going. literally like with the hand waving. Oh yeah. Dismissed Get out. Him. Get out. I was so pissed off. I'm like, how dare you do that to somebody? How dare you do that to somebody in a restaurant like that? Come on. Could learn how to cook a steak. Um, and like the look on the chef's face, I guess he's not used to people doing that. The look on his face was like stunned. Adventures by Disney was a little taken aback. I mean, they're just surprised. They're just like, I can't believe this is going on. Well, I mean, look, I mean, I let everybody look at the steak. It wasn't like I was making no, it up. It this was a him. rare steak. People were looking at it saying, oh, that's rare. That's really rare. So it, it was Everybody knew it was rare. Did anyone else order a steak that night? I did. I actually ordered medium well, and mine came back very medium. No, like, yours came back well done the first time. The first time. one was well done, absolutely well done. So we sent ours back. Mine comes back medium, which he should have taken, but I could eat that. But then his came back raw. Yeah, so. it, was, it was raw. I mean, when we talk, it was like blue in the center of this thing. I mean, it was just this – was, this was a rare steak, and I don't know how this guy – I could feel. I could feel the temperature with my finger. It was definitely not medium. This is on the Wonder, right? Yeah. And is it the same chef they've always had recently, or no? Somebody did. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. You know. I, I don't no, check. I, I don't check who the chefs are. Um, but nonetheless, there should be yeah. consistency in it. It's the first time I've ever had it happen. This is a this is a meal with the Adventures by Disney folks. That's part of the Adventures by Disney add-on. Correct. Right. So you guys aren't paying the service charge for Palo. Correct. Right? Correct. How many were in your group? Twenty-two uh, in this Adventures group. And you all ate at the same time. No, no they had to you split it up. No, like they it did for us. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. And uh, so I was really kind of disappointed with that. But um, now, actually, that was our C day. That was our C day. The first C day is when we had right. Palo. And then the next day, Tracy Arm Day, we had our brunch. And I want to tell you, for as for as whatever problems the the kitchen was having the night before with my steak, they weren't having that problem the next day with the brunch. You know how brunch is fantastic. But this was the best brunch I've ever had. This was better than it normally is. What made it better? It just everything. Everything tasted great. Tasted great. I mean, they got the Alaska crabs that day. Brunch at Palo is a pretty special place. Yeah, yeah. We, we actually had, had some friends yeah. we had met from Orlando, and they had never been to the they brunch. Were, they were also on the adventure with us. And, and they, had ne- they had done the cruise six times, but they'd never done the brunch. They'd never oh, been really? able to get it. Nice. Um, so, no, the brunch is not included with, uh, with Adventures by Disney. Um, but it, that was – the brunch was amazing. Now, I will also tell you, it was the last time we had a decent meal on The Wonder. Um, really? Oh, yeah. No, the food, you know, it, it's the same mediocre crap they always serve. Not nearly as bad as it was on the, uh, the Magic last year for the Mediterranean. Nowhere near as good as it was on the Magic this year on the Mediterranean. This was the same crap that they always serve. The same overcooked, overprocessed garbage. Why are they so inconsistent? Because... I, I I think it it, 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 it it for me I don't think it's a consistency issue in the kitchen. I think it's a consistency issue with the quality of the meat that they're buying because that's what I'm I'm picking up when I have my veal in Animator's palate. You know, I, I I look the first thing I look for with that veal dish is how fatty is it because the lower the quality, the more fat there is in it. Now that one in the one that I had in in Europe on the on the magic that was a superb piece of beef, piece of pork, superb. This one was just had fat running throughout it. Other than Palo, 
I've never had what I consider to be an outstanding meal on any of the Disney shows. Had you been in the Mediterranean with us? Mm. I thought the dream was good. The dream was the excellent. Dream was good, yeah. The dream was excellent. A couple of meals we had on the dream. You know, oh, I, said, I said outstanding. You know, I, it's been passable. I don't think any of it has been top quality. Gotcha. I thought, uh, for, well, for, for me on the dream, I thought it was. But guys, I felt it was. do you think, I'm just putting this out here, people that go on a cruise not as often as y'all do or we do, it might be their only cruise or whatever. Do you think they're thinking the food is bad or do you think? Here's the deal. I, I think some people think quantity over quality is right. the thing to do. Yeah. And for that, great. If that's what you think, great. And I think food is very subjective. It I is. can say it's crap and you can say this is the best right. thing I've ever tasted. And then nobody's wrong. Right. right. And right. again, with, with cruising, part of the thing that people say, especially their first cruise, is, oh, I had two entrees. Yeah. Or I had two, mm-hmm. d- three desserts. So I think that plays into whether it was good or not. Do you know what else excites people? I didn't have to cook this. Yeah. Right. So I think that's what A lot of people would think, you know, this is a fine meal. I've never thought the meals were what cruises were supposed to be. I thought, you know, you went on and there was all this incredible food. It's been, like Kevin said, it's been okay food, but it hasn't been incredible Yeah, I feel that way, too. And I've only been on a small handful of cruises. But, I mean, the food is okay, but it's not. uh, When you are charging twice. Okay, listen, I could have taken a Royal Caribbean ship out of Vancouver, yeah. gotten two balcony staterooms, for the, and had money left over for the price of one on the Disney ship. Okay, so the reason for that, the reason for that disparity is quality. Right. Okay? I want to see it in the ship. I want to see it in the staff. I want to see it in the dining room. I want to see it in the dining room. If you are charging that much, serve me a decent meal. Stop peddling this crap. We know they can do it. We've seen them do it. I've seen them do it on The Wonder years ago when they used to serve crap and then they got brought somebody new in and they got it all fixed and they did. They were pumping out great meals. And then they went back to this and they're doing it to save money. They're doing it to save money, yet they keep raising the prices on these cruises year after year. Yet they're turning and 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 they're just they just keep bringing down and bringing down and bringing down the quality on this food. And I think they ought to be ashamed of themselves. And I'm going to keep saying it. I'm just going to keep saying it. I realize I'm I'm a broken record. I don't want to waste a lot of a lot of time on food because I wanted to make sure I got that out there. But I do want to I, I do want to talk about some of the uh, some of the other stuff that we did. Our first day. Can I say a quick question yeah. before we go? And I apologize for interrupting you. Was the ship full? Yes, okay. absolutely packed. Just curious. Go ahead. Packed. Um, all right. Our first port of call was Skagway, and this also began the uh, the uh, uh, nightmare the, into uh, going up high places. Well. The, the, the challenge I set for myself on this was that, you know, I've got to stop saying I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. I've got to start pushing through some of this stuff. If I'm going to be blessed enough to take these trips, then I should really try and do everything I can to have the experience. And this was going to be each one of these, uh, each one of our ports had something in it that scared the crap out of me. This one was the suspension bridge. And it was really great. We got this great little tour around Skagway. Rode a train. Took this great train ride up through the mountains. Although the weather was bad, it was raining. Something interesting, though, in Alaska, just because it's raining, it really doesn't matter. It's still gorgeous. It's still gorgeous. It doesn't matter. Did not matter that it was raining. 
I, I, which surprised me. I thought that was going to like ruin the day. Didn't. Um, How early did you start? Oh, all the adventures started at like seven o'clock, seven eight o'clock. Um, so we uh, we get to this place where the suspension bridges. And I know that they were giving us a history and telling us about why there's a suspension bridge here. I didn't care. All I was thinking about is, oh, God, I'm going to go across the suspension bridge. And there was a great little gift shop. On the other side. Well, no, no. 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 Oh, before, okay. you went, yeah. before you go, there's a great little gift shop. And, it, I, and I, I actually got to a point where I said, you know what? I think I'm just going to stay back here and go shopping. You guys go. And I'm like, no, no, come on. You know, you've got to walk across the bridge, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So try to get and it you know, I'm I'm like, no, you, you really have to start trying to do this stuff, and 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 so, okay, I grab onto the back of him, and I, I really just focused on his jacket, and I walked across, and I was really proud of myself. I petrified heights, thing, bridges that move do not appeal to me at all. Especially when they're 300 feet over a raging river. Yeah. And was it like swinging and stuff? Well, not a lot. But there was, we had this one psychotic old battle axe. There was three of them that wouldn't move from the center of the. Well, no, I'm not even talking about them. I'm talking about the one that was jumping up and down on the bridge to make it move. And I'm like, cut off her damn social security and throw her over the edge. To be funny? I, who the hell knew? I wasn't going to go interview her. She was just jumping up and down, making the now, bridge move exp- while I was on it. Describe this bridge. Is it what is, is it? Is it a it's a one-person bridge, or was it wide? It's about it's wider. about two. It's about maybe two people across, made of metal, of heavy metal. Okay, exactly. but it's it's a suspension bridge, so that means it just is anchored on either side and sags in the middle. The bottom is solid. So no, no, no. The, the bottom is metal, slats. so you can see. You it's can like, see. Oh, you can look down. You see where you are. It's walking. like Indiana Jones, only metal, Did right? Did you have a harness? No. No, no it's oh. not. It's different than, like, the suspension bridge of Animal what? Kingdom. Right, right, right. It's not, it's not wooden slats. It really is. I mean, it's... They say you can drive a car across it, is what they say. Yeah, they say How that. How <laughs> far across was it? Oh, I don't know. We have pictures. I'm I have no idea. How, I mean, it was far enough to count. Did and you then stop? you had to turn around and walk back. Well, that yeah. was the thing, is that we get across... And I'm like, okay, I did it. And I'm looking around, like, okay, what is there to do here? <laughs> There's nothing there. there really it's a nothing. ten-foot platform. At least they should be handing out cigarettes or something, right? <laughs> What's my reward? There was like nothing there. Now, granted, they were building something. They were, you know, building somebody's cabin or something. I don't know, but there was something else. But you couldn't go there. And I'm like, okay, so this was I. And so now I'm pissed. The bridge was the destiny, yes. And what I've learned is that the trick for me to get across these bridges, as you will learn later on, is to get pissed off. Because then I said to him, come on, let's go. <laughs> and I'm like practically pushing him across the bridge like, God damn it, let's go. I'm sick of this. Um, people that, you know, weren't moving. And I'm like, just push them out of the way. I'm having, excuse me, excuse me, coming through, coming through. And now, then, isn't the idea, though, to stop in the middle of the bridge and look and evaluate some, the yes. scenery? Well, if, some people if, are doing if that. You're, if you're not crapping your pants, yeah. I'm just saying, that's, that's the draw. That's the idea. The that's the draw Correct. of the bridge. Okay. Correct. I would not have left the gift shop. Yeah, he would not have yeah, left. I don't think I would have. Well, either. I would have. I would have. It, it really, I don't know how you felt, but like when I did that one in Animal Kingdom, I really felt. Like high did after you having like you done it because something? I accomplished it. Not, I mean, a little bit after that. I was just more like, okay, this was pointless. And you know, I wanted to get back to that gift shop because they had the most gorgeous buffalo leather 
bags and wallets and stuff. See, they should have put the gift shop on the other, on the other side. side. <laughs> I was just going to say, there's got to be something to get me across that bridge. That's really where they should have put there it. They also had this little... Uh, uh, one of the things I will say for this adventure, the food that they served us in this adventure was amazing. Anywhere you stopped, you got food. And this was one place... And every place we went, if there was like a, a a little gift shop or a little like little luncheonette or something, the guides would say, "Get whatever you want." They'd be waiting at the register. They paid for everything, oh. so you get whatever you wanted. Buffalo so, chili. So this guy, they had bison. It was bison oh, chili. That sounds good. Yes, it was bison chili, and was unbelievable. It was very good. And the best homemade cinnamon rolls you have ever tasted. The big cinnamon buns with the... Those massive mm, ones with the... the lots of frosting. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like dripping down the and side. And I'm talking yeah. about mm. it was made like then. This is Skagway or was it... <laughs> Skagway. Skagway. And it was... I mean, it was terrific. I mean, that was really, really good. You have to um, stop talking about this. Okay. <laughs> Teresa's going to come out of the seat any minute. <laughs> the other highlight um, was something I thought was going to be incredibly boring. And turned out to be amazing. It was called Jewel Gardens in Skagway. And it is the it's just this private piece of land that is like uh, part garden, part sustainable. Uh, uh, it was like a co-op. Sustainable farm. co-op yeah, farm. farm. Right. right. Um, and part glass blown. Absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. You went, and there's flowers like you never saw. They had begonias, but they had to be like eight like inches across. Mutant begonias, yeah. I mean, so pe- this people were living here, kind of. Well, no, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a farm. It's a business. It's a business. Oh, okay. Um, and part well, yeah, of it, everything that grows organic and you can eat. So you're walking. He's like, here, try this begonia. So people are actually eating the begonias. Walking around eating flowers. Yeah, every, I think every flower we passed, we we ate part well, of it. Maybe I, you okay. did. I, what did. You were what did it taste like? Uh, some didn't have some t- much taste, and then some were on the tangy side. They were good. I mean, most of it was good. Chilling on a flower. And then there was um, yeah, raspberries, uh, rhubarb. And it was it was just beautiful. Strawberries. I mean, and the, I mean, the grounds were beautiful. And then, you, like I said, you've got the mountains everywhere you go up there. I mean, this is the mountains in the backdrop. Just absolutely gorgeous. Um, they also have a little restaurant there on the on the grounds. And I'm going to tell you something. I will say here now that the best red sauce I have ever tasted in my life, Skagway, Alaska. Really? Mm. Everything's homemade. I got, well, they, they, I originally ordered a quiche, and it had spinach in it, and I wouldn't eat it. And uh, so they brought me penne pasta instead with this red sauce. I'm like, okay, this is going to taste like crap. It, I, I, I really, I'm, I'm trying to think, I've been trying to think if there has ever been a time that I have had a red sauce on anything that ever tasted better. Really? Honestly. And for me to say for, that, yeah. you guys yeah. know how I am yeah. about my red sauce. Because I'm eating this, and I, I, I think I said to the waiter like four times, I said, you need to tell your chef that whatever he, however he's doing this, this is the best red sauce I've ever tasted. Skagway, Alaska. Go figure. Guess. Yeah, Go really? figure. Um, so we finish up lunch, and then there's a, a, a they, they make glass. They blow glass. And see, so we walked into the gift shop at one point, and I saw all the beautiful glass, and I'm like, wow, this is gorgeous. And you know how I am with that stuff. I love it. But I have too much to begin with, and I don't need any more. He was very sensible, and he's like, we have wow. to ship it back. It might and I'm like, it just, just doesn't make any sense. So we go in for this glass-blowing demonstration. The most interesting one I've seen, because I've seen a, a couple at this point, but the lady who was doing it was very, very interesting, and the guy who was demonstrating it was awesome. It was fascinating. 
showing us how they make the the you know the things the different colors and yeah. we literally watched the entire process from start to finish of them making uh, what, what would turn out to be a bowl and we watched the whole process it was fascinating to watch and at the end they said we will sell this bowl to whoever wants it and I no one had a chance <laughs> my hand was right up um, and I think it was $140 yeah but what a great souvenir but that's, that's what I said because he's looking at me like I thought you just said you didn't need a bowl yeah, I'm but like you well watched that I watched sucker. it get made right we right. got when, lots of pictures lots of video when it's we were in awesome. Venice we went to Murano and they would make a piece and I wasn't fast enough and somebody bought the piece that we watched just think get about made. it this is every time you see that ball I was there they made this mm-hmm. exactly that's so cool I watched it get made yeah. how big is I mean is it a little bowl no it's a, like a you know like a I guess about I don't know it's a, a radio show I really can't okay. you're really big on size today and distance. I just want details I want the little details we'll, we'll get it soon okay. um, so you know after that we, we, we did some other things I'm not going to go into all the details of that but this um, what, what I what I really liked about this day and subsequent days that we would do the excursions with Adventures by Disney is every day we were doing three excursions that and some of them most of them were available on board but you never could have done all three together you had that you would timing never would have worked out that you could have done you could have done one and then come back to the ship one of the things I like about what you're saying is so far you haven't panned for gold or done lumberjack crap or go and fish. Okay, that, well, well, actually, the thing, the thing I just skipped over was panning for gold. We're panning for gold, which was bogus. But it was cute. It, it was, was cute, cute, and the families loved the it. The kids, I mean, the families did love it. And they put on a good show, so the guy know, was don't say it. it was bogus. It was, it was Do cute. Do you know how much gold is going for? How much gold did you find? A piece, some people were finding some, some you know, they were actually finding some, some stuff. Some people had like $40 worth Some people were getting like $40, $60, So they had like a trough running past you or was well, it no, in the, they actually you a, in the water? They yeah. gave you a pan. And yeah. I didn't want to get to, into too okay. many details yeah, 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 about yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. So so. Um, so I really enjoyed the fact that we were able to do all of these experiences. Because like the Skagway, we did a, a tour of Skag, uh, the downtown Skagway. It was about a half an hour. The train ride. uh the suspension bridge, jewel gardens, and the gold panning. Those are five different excursions. Wow. In one, one day. day. In one day. Yep. And you never would have been able to do that on your own. Never. And that's what I want to see. See, the problem I had with Europe was that we were doing one excursion. Now, granted, they were 10-hour excursions, but I could have done that on my own on the ship. There was nothing really making it special, um, whereas opposed to this, where they've taken three, four, five excursions, kind of built them all into a, a narrative and then you have the guides with you and it was honestly so well put together um, from that from that moment I realized okay this is going to be a great tour and I wasn't wrong I absolutely wasn't wrong um, next stop was uh, Juno and here's you know the next pair of underwear I'm going to go through um, and this was the helicopter to the glacier to ride dog sleds. This one really scared me. Um, Which part? The helicopter. The helicopter. The, the helicopter. Dogs, the dogs were a lot of fun. Yeah, the dogs I could live with. I mean, look, you know, in my mind, I'm like, it's dog exploitation on ice. Yeah. Um, but they love doing it. So and I understand that that's part of their culture and that's yeah. all fine. But, but I feel the same way. It's like, don't torture the dogs. You know what? Really I, I came it, back with a different imp- impression. Yeah, I definitely did. 
The helicopter ride, I, I, again, I, I, I put a lot of detail into the blog, so go to the blog and, and, and check it out. But um, Indescribably beautiful. Well, let me say my thoughts. <laughs> I don't need you to finish my sentences. Um, this terrified me to no end. Why? Heights. I have a okay. horrifying fear of heights. And I, you know, I'm fine in an airplane, but helicopters, you're basically like, you know, you're in a glass bowl. Um, and Touched to an egg beater. Yeah, effectively. Well, how'd they do? I mean, how many people are in one helicopter? Six. Five to six. Okay. And I was in the back in the middle. Up until we got on the damn thing, I was saying to him, I don't think I'm going to do this. I don't think I'm going to do this. I don't think I'm going to do this. But Did everybody do it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody did it. Um, we get on, and for the first five minutes of the thing, I'm my eyes are closed. He was sitting up in front. I handed him my uh, video my camera. video camera. Um, the one ABD guide, Corey, was sitting to my left. I gave him my still camera, and I sat there with my eyes closed and said, "Okay, when it's it's about a twenty twenty five minute ride. Oh wow! Um, to the glacier, and I'm just going to close my eyes." And about five minutes into it, I say to myself, you know, if this damn thing's going down, it's going down whether I'm looking or not. So I'm like, open your eyes. And I did. Good for you. And the first, obviously, the first emotion was was just sheer terror. I mean, it really was. It was sheer terror. But then I'm looking at what I'm looking at. Because, again, there's that low cloud cover. And you come up. As I opened my eyes, we were just coming up through the clouds. And all of a sudden, the sky is blue. There are these mountains. There's this river. Lakes. There's the ship. There, I mean, I'm like, oh, my God. And then she's, like, flying over these mountains. So she comes over the mountains, and we see our first glacier. It's not the glacier we're going to land on. But she, like buzzes this glacier. I mean, she comes down. I swear to God, we were no more than like 15 or 20 feet <laughs> over the top of this glacier. And she was good. And, and there's like banking going on. Did it feel smooth? Or did it it did smooth. feel smooth. It yeah. just that, you know, she was like kind of... It was like a video game. Woo. A little bit. A little bit. And But at this point, I'm like, okay, I can, I'm okay. I'm all right. I, I was really just overwhelmed by the scenery. Because it really is gorgeous. I mean, it's just a—it's something you just can't see any other way. You'd have to get into a helicopter and go up and do this to see it. It's just incredible. And then uh, we come up on the glacier um, where we're actually going to land. And we see the little, you know, they call it Doggy World. And we can see in the distance Doggy World. And it's all little, little tiny specks. Tents and dogs. The little mm-hmm. igloos for the dogs. Little, like, plastic igloos for the dogs that they yeah. live in. And some... Temporary structures for the people, um, tents, pretty much, and uh, and we land, and we land on this glacier, and now you talk about a sense of accomplishment. Stepping off, I was so proud of myself, getting off of this thing. I was like, That's I did deal. it, I did it, I did it, and I didn't cry like a nine-year-old girl. <laughs> um, so I was really, um, I was really proud of myself. I was really proud of myself. I'll let you tell about the dog sled experience. So they go and they have all the dogs that are, you know, chained up and they, they get some of them. But as soon as you get on, 
the dogs are going crazy. They really, really, really Insane. want to um, get going. Run. Yeah. So as soon as they say you can run, the dogs are taken off. And we had this one dog. He was a puppy. He was one year old, and they called him Moose because he was so big. He was this gigantic puppy. Is it just you two on one sled? Or no, there was actually four of us. There's, and um, one's a. Guy, well, there right? are there are two there are two, actually yeah there are two parts to the sled. There's the uh, the driver quote unquote at the very back, um, and then there's like a hammock that somebody else can sit in right in front of the driver. <laughs> Then there is a second piece um, where it's got seats for two people, more one in front of the other. Yeah. It's more of a sled. Um, the uh, the trainer is on that part. And in at least for the first part of this, uh, one of the younger kids that was with us was the driver on the back of the, of the other sled. Um, and both sides, both the driver and where the trainer is, both have these brakes that you can step on, and they both have to step on them simultaneously. So the driver would, the, the, the trainer would say, okay, step on your brake now. And they both had to stay stepped on the brake because if one person let up the dogs and the dogs took off, you know, people would be flying, flying everywhere. Yeah. So how does, it, how does it signal the dog to stop? You're breaking? She, she gives it commands. All verbal commands. Everything okay. is done with verbal you're breaking commands. Breaking is like just harder to pull when she's they stop. She's telling them to stop, and she's telling you to stand on your brake. Right. She's already told the dog. She's to given stop. verbal commands to the dogs. But no whipping or no, 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 no nothing like. Like I said, they're, they're all just dying to run. As soon as you say take off, they're the, just. And one these the thing, are local people. Yeah, more or less. More or less. Um, one of the things that she explained, which I thought was really interesting, is that these dogs are trained with one person, and these dogs take their orders from one person. So I could sit in the sled and yell the exact same thing to these dogs, and they wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> They'd look at him. They like only these are this this girl, this young girl who's in her maybe early twenties. Um, her family had fifteen dogs there. Well, yeah, for the summer, all, uh, all the dogs on our sled were her dogs. She had raised them. Her family had raised them. They lived in like northern Alaska near the uh, uh, Bering Strait. the Bering Straits. Um, yeah, and no. they just come down for the season or something. Right, correct, right. And, uh, this but they was, did all the big sledding things with the dogs. They do. These dogs all ran the Iditarod. Wow. Have all run the Iditarod. Wow, that's exciting, right there. And that was one of the questions I asked her. I'm like, you know, really and truly, did, you know, isn't this kind of exploiting these dogs? And she said, they absolutely love this. They are. They are. They live for this. They are. She goes. These dogs get depressed if they can't go out and do this. Wow. When the other dogs are, when, when our pack is going, the ones who aren't going go berserk. They're sitting there barking. You can tell they're all, they really all want to go. They all want to go. And what they do is um, because the temperatures had been a little warmer than normal, um, some of the uh, snow had melted and overnight froze and turned into ice. So all the dogs had little booties on. Yeah. So they wouldn't oh, cut their little feet. booties on so they don't cut their feet on the ice. Um, oh, that's cute. But also because it was not 10 below, which is what these dogs thrive in, um, we could only go a certain amount, a certain distance, and then they had to stop and let the dogs rest. Cool off. So to they cool off. Yeah. So and they would start eating snow as soon as we stopped. Oh, yeah. They all started eating snow. All right. So all joking aside, would I be able to do it with my size? Without like fifteen yes. more dogs being able yes, to there yeah. were yeah, absolutely, absolutely, you could do this. See, because I know Kevin, this doesn't interest Kevin at all. I would really love to do this stuff. I love to do all. Doesn't of it. interest me that I'm not like, getting in the helicopter. 
Uh, I would do it. But it, I'm just saying, I, just think I would love to do it, but I would be disappointed if I got there and they said, you know, like maybe if it's, you have to have a certain amount of weight or um, even size-wise, you know, your legs are too long or your butt's too wide or something no, like that. No, no, you would have been no. fine. You would have been fine That's on cool this. To know. Were you covered um, up in the little sleds like they no. show? Or are you just, I mean, the picture that I saw of the two of you, you were standing, Walter, right? Yes, I, yeah, was, I mean, we had driver. our jackets on and scarves and stuff, but there was stuff we brought. It's not like they were giving us. Well, see, they, they said, we're going to be on a glacier. It's going to be cold dressed very warmly. So, of course, I had my long underwear on. I had a pair of jeans. I had on a t shirt. But no gloves. You weren't wearing gloves. No, we, we, no, didn't have gloves. We live in Florida. We don't own gloves. Well, <laughs> okay, so we, we do that. And it's, it's cold. The other thing that was, we were very lucky because it had been raining for days, and I guess it rains a lot in August in Juneau, and they were like, y'all are so lucky that the clouds broke because they always have a contingency plan in, cl- in case you can't fly to the glacier. Hmm. And we, it was bright, We had sunny. a gorgeous day. Wow. It was perfect. And now going back on the helicopter was absolutely no problem for me. None. That's why I'm thinking about the helicopter in Hawaii because I think maybe I've overcome the fear. If you don't have a fear, they say it's the best way to see the island. Well, you know, I've, I've, I, I realized what I could do, what to how to psych myself up so that I can do it. Um, I want to try it again. I really want to try it again. It was so cool. Well, there was someone else up there who's who had gone over the Grand Canyon, and I said this was far better than going over the Grand Canyon. And another another woman I was talking to said, "Oh, absolutely." Because the Grand Canyon, after the five, first five minutes, it's all the same thing. Yeah. And this was just gorgeous. Changing of scenery. Now, they, yeah. did, they did proceed to do other things that day. There were two other stops. Um, Walter and I, I, I decided I'd had enough excitement for one day. And I wanted to just walk around downtown Juneau. And Walter joined me. And uh, we, you know, we did. We walked around. We went back to the ship. Um, took a nap. It was nice. It was really nice. The ship, how close was the ship to downtown Juneau? Well, here's the thing. Um, it l- looks like it's really close to downtown Juneau, but oh. it's actually quite a walk if you're walking. So um, you walked back to the ship? We walked back to the ship, and there were shuttles that would have taken you back there. Free shuttles, rel- you know, re- readily available. But we said, no, we'll, take, we'll walk. We didn't realize mm-hmm. that we were going to have to walk. Like a mile, I'm not kidding. No. A mile and a half. This is from the you know after you get out of the downtown area and you're like at the port where other ships are. It's another mile. Did you have to walk up this sidewalk along this road and then you have to like make a right and you're literally walking through like a refinery. <laughs> they, they ran. They ran out of space at the the real dock at the real port. So we're in the industrial port. Yeah, we're in the. It's ins- right beside one of the ships. So you see it and you think, oh, it's right. There. It's right there, and it's you're not. You're walking through a refinery. The other thing oh, too yeah. is, yeah, the other thing yes. too is these ships are massive. So if you're in a you're in a port where the ships are back yeah. to front, you think to yourself, oh, it's just one more ship. And it's like, oh, we can't make it any further. Yeah. So, but I mean, it, that's good to know that you can walk it if you had to. Did you, you try can. any restaurants on your own in Juneau? Well, we did. Um, we stopped in uh, the was the Red Door Saloon or Red Dog Red Dog Saloon. The tagline for the Red Dog Saloon. If you don't like your food or service, our food or service. No, if our food or service is not up to your standards, lower your standards. And they meant it. And they meant it. And we got a table and we sat there for 15 minutes and no one ever acknowledged that we existed. Hmm. Wow. And I said, you know what? You know what? We have a thing we say in Jersey that I can't repeat on this show. (laughs) And we walked out. 
Oh wow! And they then, looked at us. It was just it was yeah, it got irritating. And then so the great like, challenge oh. was because now keep in mind I didn't eat breakfast that day because um, I wasn't sure if the helicopter ride was going to affect my stomach, and I didn't want to throw up on the you know down the, the shirt of our driver and have her crash into a mountain. So I'm starving, and we're looking for places to eat in downtown Juneau. Now, if you want a drink, if you want a bar. If you want a sleazy, nasty, dirty-looking bar, there's lots the of those. The world's your oyster. <laughs> Alaska, huh? Yeah. The last uh, Apparently, that's what they do up there. Uh, so we ended, up, we ended up in a subway. Oh. And was happy we found it. <laughs> so. How big is Gino? Is that mean, like a big like no. Orlando? Or? No, 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 no. I no, have no. no idea. The downtown area anyway is, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's tiny. Oh, okay. None of these places. There's, I, mean, I don't know about Anchorage or anything, but any of the places that we stopped, these were not big. What okay. were the excursions that you didn't do that day? We didn't do the boat ride to Orca Point Lodge to eat salmon, and we didn't go to the oh, Mindenhall Glacier. Hmm. Eat salmon. That would have been fun. Fresh, huh? Yeah. Yeah, the seafood apparently was very good. Well, the salmon were running, so some of the streams we went through, you mean you could see the big salmon oh, wow. mating and Pick stuff like that. Pick out your own salmon. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for seafood eaters, that's it's it's awesome. Um, our next stop was um, uh, Ketchikan. Ketchikan. And Alaska. the rainforest. This was the Alaskan rainforest, the lumberjack show, and uh, the the uh, uh, Dungeness crab feast. Um, we started out at the Lumberjack Show, which is exactly what you'd think a Lumberjack Show is. I mean, it was cute. It, it was entertaining. It was very entertaining. Kind of like their version of a Western show, I would assume. Yes, exactly. Kind of With real Lumberjack? Yeah. We had this one girl who was really into Lumberjacks. So at the end, we were having our pictures taken, and the guys knew that she was supposed to be really into Lumberjacks, so they actually picked her up. Aww. So they're holding her. Side, like four of them's holding yeah. her up. They're- and they took a picture of holding her. So they, they were just, in like buffalo plaid and yeah, all yeah, yeah. Yep. T- no, they were wearing Dolce and Gabbana. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to get a picture here. Yeah, everything was what done do you to think, look like uh, look like lumberjacks. So they were looking cool. like lumberjacks. Um, and it was cute. It was Sounds a cute good. show. <laughs> and actually, if you wanted to go shopping, was this the place we saw the best shopping? Was Kitchikan the last day? I mean, the last. Yes. And I want to talk about that. I'm glad you brought it up. The shopping. If you've been on cruises before, we've been on a lot. Everything starts looking the same. Yeah. It all starts looking the same, one after another. And that's the same thing here. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. In Juneau and in Skagway, it was the same jewelry shops you see in the Caribbean. Tanzanite International, you know, all uh, that crap. Yes. All of them. Yes. And we're looking for unique little stores. I thought you'd find indigenous. Well, there was. There was. There was, except it was all so ridiculously high end. The smallest little bauble was $500. At Juno, everything was high end native craft work. Yep. It was all high end. It wasn't until we got to Ketchikan where we found really cute. Out of the way little stores that had really unique pieces. Pieces um, of what? Um, well, I mean, whether it was, uh, you know, okay, we both got uh, necklace pendants that were made of uh, fossilized mammoth tooth. Ooh. Oh, cool. Um, and there's a lot of stuff made out of mammoth ivory. Mammoth ivory is real big up there. A lot of carvings yeah. and really? jewelry made out of mammoth ivory. Did they tell you this on the ship? Did you. 
get any indication no. that when you do the shopping stuff where they say no. they usually say wait till this port no well, no but that's all you know what, what they 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 never tell all they're telling you about in those shipboard presentations are buy diamonds here and buy jewelry here and buy, they that's get it kickbacks from and, and they're never talking about the little out of the way you know, mom and pop shops that have something different to offer. So Kitchikan would be the best. Ketchikan had the most variety, and there were also options for jewelry in Ketchikan that I thought were um, were more reasonable. I found a I found a, uh, a an Australian opal ring, beautiful Australian opal ring, was one hundred and seventy five dollars. I think is what it came out to. I mean, it was nothing. Um, so you could really. I mean, you could find. I just found the shopping better. We found a great little coffee shop that served a coffee called uh, um, uh, what is it? Wicked, Wicked Brew or something like that. I'll have to show it to you when we pause. Um, just great, great design, delicious coffee. But there's like really cool design. He got a T-shirt with it on it. A werewolf. Um, um, a werewolf. Grandma's dead. I mean, werewolf. grandma's gone, but coffee's on, and it's got this werewolf and grandma's werewolf. 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 Wolf. Wolves. Oh, and we got y'all some. Yeah, we did one of the. Well, actually, this we found in. Um, I've got to grab it for you. Yeah. This we found in. Um, Skagway, wasn't it? Or Juno? It was in Juno. Juno, because that's the day we left early. The only thing I found in Juno that I thought was really different and interesting. This tiny, tiny little shack off the main drag kiosk that sold. No, it was a little bit more than a kiosk, but not much. Um, that sold uh, soap made from glacier silt. silt. Wow, Ooh, sounds That's it's different. just grubby, <laughs> just different. I'm going to be exfoliating. <laughs> <You're like, laughs> you are <a> glacier. <laughs> I like about it is it's like you're getting something that's, you know, we've ruined the environment to make you soap. Yeah. <laughs> it's a piece of our glacier. We dredged up nature. Exactly. So oh, interesting. So, I mean, the earth for you. That, and that, honestly, in Juno, that was about the only thing we found that we thought was interesting. Well, there, that's cool. this, is a, this is a weird question. Were there like natives, yes. Alaska natives uh-huh. you saw? I mean, in their little. In a, I believe it's they're pronounced Inuit. Yeah. I N U R T. Sometimes they just like to be called natives. They're not Native Americans. They're just. They're, but they, they really are. I mean, they really. We're native to that area. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the guy would just say if you refer to him, you refer to him as natives. The culture, the culture is virtually the same yes. as Native Americans. So. So there's a lot of that type of stuff for sale. But like I said, in uh, in uh, Juneau and Skagway, it was all very high end stuff. I mean, there was some gorgeous stuff they made. Well, I know when your mom went and came back, we all got you know Eskimo. Ornaments and Whatever. weird little funky things. So, what else did you do in Ketchikan that was part of the adventure? Well, we did the Lumberjack Show, and from there we went to a rainforest, which oh, was wow. to be this day's crap your pants uh, experience. We didn't know what it was. Actually, well, we were, you know, this, the only time I got a, ever so slightly annoyed with our guides was that they didn't warn me that we were going to be doing more of these suspension bridges. And not one of them. There were like five that we had across. Mm. There was like platforms built into the tree. There was a suspension bridge. You would go up to this platform, and these, look around. And, 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 and these, were not, these were not metal like the other one. These were the wooden ones. Yeah. Yeah. And these had a lot more motion to them. Did you bring extra panties? I was... I, I would have been I, freaking. Well, again, you know what? You know how I got across? I was pissed. I was I, pissed. 
I got pissed at him because in the middle of the first one, he stops to take a picture. I'm like, <laughs> get out of my way. Um, and then Body's I'm like, and then I'm like, you know, why didn't? And I, I think I even said this to one of the guides. I'm like, you really should have told me that, right? If you know, you, did you explain that you were you were anxious about they, the first every, one? Yeah, they knew. Oh no, believe oh, me, everyone knew. knew you, know, you, you know me. That's high drama. I'm Listen, Pete. This, today there's going to be a lot of suspension pictures. What do you mm, want to do? do nope, you nope, nope. Like no, no, no. I don't think there was a lot of options. You would have just wait. Was there something? There's at the a mall in Ketchikan. I guarantee you. Yeah, there was. There was, okay. but I. The bridges weren't required. I am glad I went across because we got to see black bears. Five bears. Five Ooh. of them. Wow. Oh, yeah. And the I'm wild- talking about these were not all that far away. I mean, we were safe, but they were close. Just they happened to be there. It wasn't like a planned. No, you can't. They, no. N- nothing like that. None of, none, none of the they wild. They don't do anything to attract them. No, I wonder. in their habitats. Well, I just wondered if maybe they brought something into. Well, one of the things they tell the you, one of the things they tell you is you cannot have any kind of food on you at all. Yep. No. That these oh, bears. There's, no cough drops. No gum. No, really? You can't have anything. Their, their sense of smell, I think she said, is seven or eight times stronger than that of a dog. Mm. Um, so they can smell from a far distance. They can smell food. So if you have a piece of candy on you. Oh, man, I'd be screwed. Um, they, they tell you before you get off the bus, do not have anything. And the guy, the guy like, you know, he, he likes cough drops, and he has to take his cough drops out because he can't have anything that smells like food because it will attract them. Wow. And they don't, they don't want to do that. He likes cough drops? He uses them a lot. I mean, he, he had that as an example. He right. had to leave his cough drops behind. Yeah, so. you can't carry anything like that with you. Um, so I don't want to talk about everything they did there because um, there's some cute surprises yeah. that we should leave in. Um, but after that, they take us for um, – it, it is for all intents and purposes our farewell dinner, um, even though it's not. Uh, it's the last – it's the last uh, – Short excursion. Short excursion. Yeah. yeah. And so they have this place called uh, George's Inlet Lodge, and they do a Dungeness crab feast. Feast. Mm. And if you're not eating crab, you have chicken, which I'm used to. I like seafood. I don't really care for crab. So Pete and I, I think we're the only two that have chicken? Mm. No, I think there were a few others that had it. But but the main most people are eating crab. I got to tell you something. First of all, it was delicious. It was the chicken was fantastic. The portion of it. Was I mean it was this platter I mean massive platter full of pasta and chicken that was just like oh my god that's a lot of food we thought it was going to be pretty bad because you know it's a crab house so you think yeah, chicken yeah. was just something they right they all turned a steakhouse thought out right. and gave to and no it was very tasty and there was like wow. three breast pieces and what they were doing is they were doing a competition the entire time they have a big bowl in the middle of the table where you take your shells and you throw them in and she was going to come around with a ruler and she was going to measure everybody's stack. And, you know, declare a winner. So this chick is running around the restaurant going, seven inches, <laughs> five inches. She was like at a party. Wow. <laughs> and then, How you know. Bizarre. And then she said, cheating is highly encouraged. encouraged. So they were, you know, they were doing things like they were putting their, they were putting the bowl on top of glasses to make it like, you and know. The second time was like 26 inches. 26 inches. <laughs> wow. And, of course, I'm sitting there wetting myself going, okay, this blog writes itself. Um, and um, people said – there were people that said they didn't like Dungeness Crab, but that this was so fresh and so good 
that they were they were converts. I mean, that day, fresh probably. Right? They were literally, literally, literally that day. I mean, these things were alive right before you ate them. I think. Because um, on the sh- on the boat ride back to the ship, there's a guy that they actually catch a couple of them, mm-hmm. and he show- he's talking to the kids and everybody. So he's he's holding up live crabs and stuff, and you can hold them. And actually, I guess after you take them out of the water, you know they're really tired or dying or whatever. But he said it on his head. I got a picture of him with the Dungeness crab sitting on his head like yeah. a hat. Wow. Let me ask you guys: Were there kids on your adventure? Oh yeah. Yes. Yep. Did they take them off to do? Other things, do you know? I know they have in past adventures we've been on. I don't remember them. I don't think they did because I think everything that we did was kid-friendly. Okay. Um, And uh, the guy, again, the guys with the kids were magnificent. They're picked for that. Yeah. Um, They were wonderful with the kids. Our guys were just... I got to be honest, and I feel bad saying this just in case any of our previous guys are listening. I've always, always... Uh, had great experiences with my guides. I've never had a bad ABD guide. These two, Landon and Corey, were the best I'd ever had. And that's really saying something, considering the caliber of guides I've had uh, with, over all the ABD trips that we've yeah, done. Yeah, I can't imagine. Now, the, Corey's just this really cool guy. Yeah. He, he teaches um, uh, surfing. He, has, he owns a surf school in California uh, on the off-season when he's not. He's a professional adventure guide. Um, he doesn't just work for Disney. He works for other companies as well. Uh, mostly Disney, but he does like the the, the Galapagos and mm. uh, Machu cool Picchu in Australia. Yeah. He's the adventure guide. Laid back, dude. Um, and, and Landon. Landon is actually one of the guides that will be with us in London and Paris. Yeah. Um, that's wow. one of his what trips. Flip over there. And Landon. Too. It's very a dichotomy of, of things to do, isn't it? I'm going to yeah. know before I leave if there are suspension bridges, I promise you. Yeah. <laughs> Landon. I can, Otherwise, I will pluck him bald. I can tell you, I, and, and Landon, Landon and Corey both were just so wonderful. And so, I mean, all the guides have always been really accommodating. But my God, these two went out of their way. For everybody, not just for us. Okay. I always wonder, you know, is it just us? So I watch to see any, you know, I'll give you an example. You know, um, we were hungry at the Lumberjack show. And all they were serving was like, you know, the candy, popcorn, and soda. And we wanted something more substantial. And we just happened to mention it in passing. And Landon says, you want me to get your hot dog? Thinking that they, they served hot dogs at the thing. And I said, oh, that would be great. Thank you. That's really sweet. Corey. Well, the oh, Corey. They didn't serve hot dogs at the thing. So he goes out of the place. And he goes next door. And he gets us like these boxes of French fries. He goes, this is all I could find. But, you know, it's like wow. rather than just coming back and saying, I'm sorry, they don't have hot dogs, which I would have accepted and been fine with. Right. He went and he did that. And I'm like, okay, you know, that that kind of attention and service is just, it's crazy. It's just, and they were both like that. They were both just falling over themselves to be as accommodating to everyone's needs as possible and everybody felt the same way we all felt like vips we all felt like you know uh it was and we always do on abd trips i don't want to make it sound like we don't this was special it really was we had a great group of people our guides were amazing the value and the value of this these excursions so justified the cost 
I can't begin to That's tell you. That's good to hear. So now you have to keep in mind that the dog sledding, I mean, the helicopter and dog sled. Alone was $600 a person if you did it on your own. And that's all you would have done. Yeah. And when you consider we did, they, we did the dog, they had the dog sled and they had three excursions that day. Only one of them was $600. And you could never have done all three together. That was the other thing. You have it coordinated by Adventures by Disney. They have getting from point A to point P to point C. So you get a depth of an experience in each of these ports that you could never do on your own. Never. Now that you've done the helicopter, do you feel differently about the London Eye? Yes, I do. Wow. Excellent. I do. I'm so looking forward to that. I'm not. uh, Oh, you know, this is something I wanted to mention about the sky bridges um, that we did at that last day after the Lumberjack show in the rainforest. After we're done, because we had, you know, we had the step-on guides that are with us. And, you know, it was very clear to her that I was not amused by these bridges. After we're done, she says, oh, you know what I should have told you? You know what the trick is to doing these bridges if you're afraid of heights? I'm like, share. Go over backwards. <laughs> no, walk backwards. She said, walk are you backwards. serious? She said, anytime we have people who are afraid of heights. We tell them to go over backwards, and it's a completely different experience for them. They have no problems. Uh, oh, and okay. this was, I, was and I looked at her and I said, "That would have helped me twenty minutes ago." I trip walking forward. Yeah, walking backwards. backwards? Yeah. That's what she said. Oh, Walk backwards. Suspension bridge. So with Adventures by Disney, is, it, is do you get the pin every day? Oh, of course you get. Oh yeah, you get oh, your yeah. your special pins. Your little dog sled pin. I don't think it was a dog sled pin. It was oh, gl- no. glacier or something or other. But, uh, yeah, we get our pins every day. Um, plus, there were all little special things. I don't want to say what they were, but there were little surprises that they were doing every day, little things on the bus that they would do that I hadn't seen done on other adventures before, little gifts that were being given um, that they had gone out and found and bought for us. Wow. Um, Those are hardworking guys. These are expensive trips, but this is when it becomes worth it. I, I'm going to tell you something. This, this, you know, we had three days, basically, of off-the-ship excursions with this. And it was almost the same price as, I think, eight days of off-the-ship excursions really? in the Mediterranean. I'm going to tell you something. This one was worth more to me. Wow. For me. You did three the, excursions every day. For you. I got That's amazing. such... I felt like I... I felt like I really got to. We weren't. We were never rushed. At no point did we no. ever feel that we were rushed. We got enough time to experience it. When it was time to go, it was time to go. But there was absolutely none of this. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. That drives me insane. Yeah. I realize in places like Rome and Florence on days like that, you got to do it. I understand, but. It doesn't mean I like it. It also sounds to me, too, like there was none of these walk five mile no. excursions. No. no, no, they drove you or you took a train no. or whatever. And I cannot think of two better guides to do this trip than Landon and Corey. Honest to God, I cannot. And when I, when, when I, I found out Landon was coming with us to London and then had the opportunity to have this experience with him, I was so happy. I feel so much better about London knowing that a guide of that caliber is with us. Um, and this was adventures at this was adventures by Disney at their finest, an absolutely flawless, absolutely flawless excursion. Um, if you are doing the Disney Cruise Line Alaska itinerary, I know it's expensive. 
It is so worth adding this on. It will make your Alaska cruise a hundred times better. You know what I like, too? It sounds to me like, in addition to these three days, but you also had ship stuff. Like the one in the med, it sounded like you went every day. Yeah. It was like you were busy every day and yeah. you didn't have a chance to enjoy the ship. This sounds like you've got a couple of days to enjoy the ship. Well, you do. You do. But, I mean, and you still, there are, even on the ship days, there are some adventures by Disney things going on. There's an animation class one day, there's a talk with the naturalists another. But they are very careful not to overwhelm your, sh- your, sea-, your sea days. They want you to enjoy the ship. And then when you're off the ship, you know, then they, then they do their adventures by Disney stuff. But, Honest to God, I think these Adventures by Disney add-ons should be available for every damn sailing mm. that uh, that Disney Cruise Line does, or at least the seven-night ones um, in the in the Caribbean. I think they are crazy. It would just—I I think it would add so much to it, it adds so much to any sailing. The Med, the Europe, the Europe's oh, yeah. one, this one. It adds a depth and a and a breadth to the experience that I just don't think you could really get on your own that is especially true of alaska um and uh so really i honestly on a, on a scale of one to ten i give this an 11 wow. um wow. it was it was amazing the whole thing was amazing uh scenery like i never imagined um the ship was of course great with the exception of the food um the adventures by disney piece just took it to a whole nother level this is exactly what i thought an abd add-on should be and uh, they delivered it in spades. They really delivered it in spades. It's really good to hear. Really, really good to hear. I think Walter agrees. No, it was awesome. I was looking forward to this more than any trip I've done recently. And I was even overwhelmed with what all we did, got to see. Like you said, you really felt like you experienced it. It wasn't like you saw a brief overview. You were like in the middle of it. It was I almost feel sorry for the people that just stayed on the ship and just rode the... Well, if you talked to people in the hot tub like the, at night, they would have done one of the excursions that yeah. you did. Mm. And so each person you talked to would have done one, and you're just like, oh, I did that. And you're like, oh, oh I yeah, did that I did that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah I and, that. I, and I did that. That's cool. And because no one else could have done that. So Ventures by Disney made it worth it. It really did. And I... Uh, like I said, it's... If you're going to do, do Alaska, save up your money. Do this, too. If, if, if you're really looking forward to Alaska and you really want to experience it, and get the most, especially if you're going next season, when they're not doing the inside passage and they've cut the amount of time in port substantially. If you really want to get the most out of it, definitely do the Adventures by Disney stuff. They just they make sure you see everything you need to see. Mm. Um, so that is uh, uh, that, that's my our report on on the Adventures by Disney DCL Alaska trip. Um, you will find, as I said. Uh, the blog at podcast or at uh, disunplug.com and links to everything in the show notes page at podcast.wdwinfo.com. And that will do it for this segment. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Dis Unplug Roundtable. Thanks for listening, folks. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes.